Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. Good job. Thank you. Right. Seven times eight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I never learned my multiplication tables. Oh, really? No, and I, had, I didn't even know my months in order till I got in eighth grade. For yeah. years, I didn't learn my tables, and I was eating off of chairs. Um. This is the brighter side. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about public schools. That's Amber Nelson. I'm Ed Larson. Joining us, as always, is Mr. Eddie Ewing. How is everybody doing? Doing good. Wonderful. We're doing a little worked up on this this uh just the idea of teaching is so stressful oh to my me. god i couldn't even deal with it. I no could. i feel like i would say something and get fired immediately oh, god yeah. bless all teachers yeah <laughs> um we were talking about what to talk about this week because we've been doing so many silly episodes in a row we're like all right let's get deep again and the first thing that popped in my head is public schools because of my obsession with elizabeth warren and you know how much i love her and you know she was a teacher and uh, she came from public schools and it'd be cool if we have a president that came from fucking public education. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I still don't even know if I'm voting for her. I just think she's the coolest shit. In the I world. think she's cool, too. Yeah. She's yeah. so I, I, I watched one of her speeches. And let me tell you, she's a good she's great at giving speeches, like probably oh, the best man. of all the candidates. She's so powerful. man. She's so inspiring. And she does her little fist raise every couple oh, seconds. Yeah. And it's. You know. Anytime she gets <laughs> mad at anyone, I get so scared for them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, t- I want a president that I'm scared of in a positive way. In a positive way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in a blow up the world. <laughs> right. I had a decent week, I guess. My dad's not doing too well again, but he had some successful surgeries and he's doing well. I tell you what has been cheering me up this week is everyone posting about their brighter side stickers. Yay. Which I find very cool. I know that um, a couple of you did uh, sent in addresses and you were a little uh, past our expiration date. We said we we're going to send out 30. We sent out over 60. Um, so if you got them, congratulations. If you still want a Brighter Side sticker, please mail us a self-addressed stamped envelope. And I will mail you another sticker personally. I was writing people little private messages. I drew someone a 
a picture of a weed leaf because they were from Humboldt. And I think it is very cool. And so if you guys want a Brighter Side sticker, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the Brighter Side Care of LPN P.O. Box 470 North Hollywood, California 91603. That's the Brighter Side Care of LPN P.O. Box 470 North Hollywood, California 91603. And also, guys, Spotify has been lovely. We're moved officially over to Spotify. If you are listening to the show, you are listening to on Spotify. And you can tell your friends if they want to listen to it, it is free on Spotify. And you are able to listen to all of our old episodes. You can download them even if you don't have a premium account. If you do have a premium account, you get it without the commercials. But if you don't, you can still download it and listen to it while you're in a subway, on an airplane, uh, driving through the desert where there's no service. We got you covered, guys. And uh, we really love our listeners. And, I mean, I've just been getting so many messages lately, and it really warms my heart. I love it. Oh, and if you can't, like, because I wrote a lot of the addresses with my hands. So mm -hmm. if it's, like, a weird monkey serial killer that wrote it, it was me. Yeah, me too, also. I My handwriting is actually worse than Amber's. I got a beautiful message today that I, I, I've been liking sharing these messages I've been getting. Um, this one comes from uh, Instagram from a, someone named Shannon. Uh, hi, I just wanted to tell you that someone very important to me just called me and said you sent them a Brighter Side sticker and wrote Be Good to Yourself on it before you sent it. He thought it might have been you he talked to when he asked for one. I want you to know that you made his day and by extension mine too. Uh, he's gone through some hard stuff, but Brighter Side and especially Roundtable, uh, this show is really important to both of us, uh, have helped. Thank you so much for the years of amazing content uh, you and your friends put out. You've helped change lives for the better. And I think that is just like... I can't get messages that are nicer than that. That's so sweet. And it really, like, like no matter what shitty-ass mood I'm in, once I get the messages like that, uh, they make me so happy. That's so. good. We're making a change, Eddie. I'm trying. We're doing good things. I just want to be positive. Yeah. I just want to be positive, and I just want to be nice, and I don't think – I think that's the one thing that this world is really missing right now, no matter, you know, who you believe in or – whether you're religious or you're not religious, whether you're a Republican or you're a Democrat or you're an independent or you're an American or a Mexican or a fucking uh, Chinese person stuck dealing with this horrible flu. Uh, positivity will get you through most things. Sitting but you should around, also see the doctor if you have Wuhan flu. Of course, go see the doctor. But, you know, if you sit there in a crummy mood, uh, it is harder to get uh, better. If you're worried about everything in the world, uh, you are going to worry without fixing. And so that is the message we love spreading here. So please spread it and uh, tell people to listen to our fucking show. Yeah. It's on Spotify, goddammit. It's free. I love it. I used to work in an office, windowless office, mm -hmm. full of books all around me. I hated it. And my brain would like, it's like a snake eating its own tail of like, you piece of shit. Mm -hmm. You're a garbage human, you bitch. <laughs> 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 and uh, they fired me, and that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Aww. There you go. Yeah. Aww. So sweet. All right, so on this show, we were talking about public schools. Um, and they, as we talked about how this was inspired by the great Elizabeth Warren. But uh, this subject is fucking ginormous. Huge. We're going to go have a big overview on a lot of things. And if you, uh, so that's why it might be kind of spread around. But if you want us to talk about something very specific, just yeah. let us know. Yeah, please send us a message on either our Facebook fan page or direct message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And let us know about something, if you're a teacher, something you've experienced, uh, something you believe in, uh, things that you think we might have gotten wrong. Uh, and just please, I love communicating with you guys. And 
it makes the show so much better when you guys reach out. But right now, we're going to go talk to um, a friend of mine from New Jersey. Uh, we call him Mr. Matza. He's a teacher. Uh, he's a middle school teacher and teaches social studies. Uh, or civics, rather. Mm. And uh, he, he's, a, he's a great man. Uh, I love him dearly. And uh, let's, uh, let's take it away right now. What's going on, Mr. Matza? You are a, a buddy of mine, a teacher, a middle school teacher in New Jersey. And uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us this late in the evening. How you doing there? I am doing absolutely wonderful, recuperating after a day of teaching 12 and 13-year-olds. Wow. Oh, you're the, an angel. So what time do you get up? <laughs> do you get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning, get there at 4.30 to start your syllabus for the day? Um, no, no, I'm, I'm past that point. Now I wake up after hitting the snooze button for about an hour, and then I roll into work about 20 minutes before school starts. Whoa. How long have you been teaching? This is my, uh, I'm going to say it's my it's my seventh year at this current school, but I, I'd say it's about 10 years altogether. Do you like teaching? I do like teaching. There are days that I don't like it, mm-hmm. uh, and there are aspects of it that I do not like, but as a whole, absolutely, I, I really do like teaching. And so you have tenure, and uh, so you've been doing this a while, so you have tenure, so you're protected, right? Yeah, I, I do have tenure, and I, I, so I do have some protection. That's cool. What did it take for you to get tenure? How did you, because for people who don't, who don't know, if you don't have tenure, the school board can just fire you for any reason. They don't like the cut of your jib. You're out of there. But once you have tenure, it's kind of harder to, to fire you. So what, what uh, did you have to do to get that? Uh, so in New Jersey, where I teach, the tenure law is relatively simple. You have to work within the same district for five years plus one additional day. So you complete five years of teaching in your district. And then after that first day of year six, you are now officially tenured. Oh, my God. Has anybody ever gotten fired on that first day? <laughs> um, not that I know of. I mean, I'm. hey, it, it might have happened, but um, I definitely know people who did not get tenure. But the reality is, like, if you've made it five full years – to get fired before that first day is over, you must have done something really bad over the summer. And so basically our episode today is about public school. And uh, you are a teacher at a public school, correct? Yeah, I'm at a, in a public school, yeah. Nice. And do you think that public school is a better way for kids to go than private or homeschool? Um, I think it's definitely better than homeschool. Um, I think homeschool, I mean, you're, you're getting – and this isn't a knock against parents. Parents aren't trained teachers. They're not experts in their field. They're doing it almost in their spare time or in the time that they can find, right? Yeah. And kids aren't really getting the socialization that they're going to get in a public school or even in a private school or a charter school. And there's no separation between parent and teacher, and kids need that. They need that okay. separation. So I, I'm I'm a pretty big opponent of homeschooling. As far as private school, there's some benefits, but there's also some some negative aspects. I mean, private schools, especially if you want to go for if you're a religious person, you have that religious affiliation. And that is, you know, that's your thing. That's great. Um, But you're also going to be getting a very narrow uh, um, or very homogenous group of students that are in your school because public because private schools can pick and choose who they want to be there. Mm-hmm. Public schools can't pick and choose. You can always tell the kind of kids that went to private school as an adult. 
Like I was hanging out in the green room and uh, somebody brought in some seltzers and this girl just like opened up a seltzer. It wasn't hers. <laughs> and then this group of people came in and they're like, that's our props for the show. And she's like, thank you. Like she just took something that didn't belong to her and just assumed everything was for her. And I was like, you went to private school. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you? In the curriculum, it can be whatever fooey they want to they want to teach right in a private school yeah yeah um, my understanding is 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 yes like a private school you, you could hire i mean you could hire a nun to be a, a history teacher that doesn't mean they've been trained to be a history teacher that doesn't mean they've tr- taught taken any history classes you know so you know it's I, I do have an issue with that not to mention the fact that if a private school has a student that's not doing well or is misbehaving they could just kick the kid out I went on a date with a guy that went only to private schools, and he said that for lunch, he would go to the lunch counter and be like, so I'm feeling like a, a breakfast burrito with some tomatoes added to it. And I was thinking of all the time I ate, like, poisonous rat shit. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't go on a second date with him. Yeah, I, I definitely avoid the cafeteria. That brings up a, a, one of the topics I really want to talk about, and that's um, school lunches. And in New Jersey, um, it's been a hot... And I've been a hot button recently involving all the lunch debt mm. and uh, and stuff like that. Um, do we guys, we uh, do. We actually have a pretty high uh, number of students who get free and reduced lunch. Um, so we definitely have a decent amount of students nice. who have lunch debt. But I have not heard of anybody having any sort of negative repercussions for having outstanding lunch debt. You know, I've never heard of a student not being able to eat or anything like that. I mean, these kids need to eat, and and we do we do make sure that they get their food. Well, yeah, every everyone gets their food. They they but what I've what I've heard, and also this is I've talked to parents and teachers all over the country today, uh, and so I you're the first person I talked to in New Jersey. But the one lunch debt uh, negative article I read I read today came from New Jersey, and basically, if you have seventy five dollars or more in lunch debt. I like I said, this probably isn't your county. I think it's a little more, uh, a little more south. But uh, you don't get to go to prom. You're not allowed to buy a yearbook, and they'll withhold wow. your transcripts until the debt is paid. Oh my Jeez. god! Uh, the stuff, nothing like that happens around you, though. And people tried to pay it, and they the school said no. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the, uh, one of the uh, someone more wealthy in the in the town tried to just pay for all the kids' lunch debt, and they wouldn't let them do it. They but said this isn't a lesson for kids to learn. Evil. Yeah. Evil. Kids at that age, they're not responsible for their own exactly. finances. They're, exactly. I mean, the fact is, they're kids. Yeah. Also, do you know that school food and prison food are made by the same company? <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> and, to, yeah. and sometimes prison food is probably their higher level because oh, the yeah. school lunches are just – and even in the time that I've been in my school, I've seen them getting worse and worse. I found a tooth in my sandwich once. <laughs> in your, in, oh, when Jesus. you grew up? Yeah, a pulled pork sandwich. There's a tooth in a there. A human tooth? I don't know, man, but it wasn't a pig's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to be a, a sub in New Jersey, and I remember whenever I would get the school lunches, they would they would literally count out the chicken nuggets they would give me. Like one, two. Like I'm like, they must have no funding. What's good they could count? <laughs> they, uh... <laughs> there you go. That, that's their public school education. They're just practicing their counting skills. Yeah, that's what they were doing. <laughs> It'd be neat if like kids could work in the kitchen for a little bit. Maybe we I'm don't talking... want to start that. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'm talking about like, I don't know. child that labor laws. With, with lunch debt, I think might be a really bad, uh, <laughs> a, a, a bad slope to go down. Just give them some knives. Tell them to work it out. But I'll tell you what, though. If you're in high school and you're legal age to work, why not? 
Why you're, not? It teaches them how to clean, yeah. how to cook for people. Absolutely. That's hard. I I, Maybe yeah. I should run things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, you are a, a history teacher, correct? Uh, I teach social studies. My subject is actually I teach civics. Civics. Interesting. Yeah. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah. So civics is um, I teach the U.S. government in a nutshell. That's what I teach. Wow. And you're not yeah. allowed to and you don't tell your uh, your students your political affiliation, of course. No, I leave my politics out of it. I'll, I'll give an opinion about spe- I, I try to really leave my opinion out of it. But when I do give my opinion, it will be about how I think somebody handled something. Mm. Ah, OK. So, for example, if if, the, if President Trump is talking about an issue, I won't necessarily say that I agree or disagree with his policy, but I will give an opinion about how he may have delivered his policy and what might have been effective or ineffective of it. Mm. Now, are kids interested in civics and politics right now in this climate or are they just kind of snoozing? Um, y- yes and no. They're interested in the president. They're interested in they were interested in the impeachment. Um, so they're interested in general. But, you know, my job is to do more than just the generals to teach the I mean, we're literally this week t- teaching about the process of how a bill becomes a law. Mm. Have you, ever you know, and kid? earlier we talked talked about the executive branch and the powers of the executive branch and the powers that are listed in the Constitution. And it's it's a dry subject. Wow. It really is. Is there anything that you're not allowed to touch? Kids. <laughs> Besides the kids, yeah, yeah, that that is frowned upon. Um, the, I have not been told of any topics that I am not allowed to touch, but there are certainly topics that I would not want to touch. Like I'm what? not going to touch um, the issue of abortion because it's not appropriate. They're 12 and 13. Yes, you know, so I'm not going to touch that. Um, other than abortion. I've touched some some pretty controversial topics before. It's all about how you do it. Do you have to get your own school supplies? My mother's a teacher, and she would often have to get her own thing, like out of her paycheck. Um, I have bought my own school supplies, but it's not as bad as it as it is in other districts. Like, I get, you know, I, there's pencils that I could always get. There's pens I could always get. There's whiteout and stuff like that. There's post-it notes. And every year I'm allotted a certain amount of money to buy to use to buy school supplies for the following year mm-hmm. and how many how much of that goes towards um hanging their cat posters <laughs> <laughs> um of the 150 bucks i get a solid 120 i remember when i used to work at a uh, iac uh which is a interactive corporation they own a bunch of different places i worked in the mailroom facilities and all the time they'd be like oh we don't want to use these pens anymore so throw all these pens out and buy new pens and stuff like that and so i refused to throw out perfectly good school supplies and since i worked in the mail room i would just mail them to my friends who worked in the florida school district so they always had like extra pens and pencils and binders and shit oh it's a hero yeah. dude you, that you don't even know how much of like an amazing thing that is <laughs> i mean i'm very lucky where i work but i've got a friend who's just starting to to be uh starting her job as a teacher now and she works in uh a, a, a much more impoverished school district in the state and i raided my school supply closet to give her stuff because she had nothing that's crazy yeah now, now that doesn't make much sense to me if you're a public school and, and she works at a public school 
Why does your school have the money for supplies, but hers doesn't? Because they did better on testing. The kids did better on testing. So or the parents, funding. the parents might chip in. Or, I don't know. What it comes down to, unfortunately, is that school funding is based on is is comes from local taxes. Yeah. So oh. if you live, yeah, at least in New Jersey. So if you live in a more impoverished district, you will get more state funding, um, but it is still based on local taxes. So if if you live in a more affluent district, taxes from that district, uh, uh, you know, local taxes are going to pay for those schools. So it ends up becoming a very self fulfilling prophecy. The the more affluent districts have more money for better schools. Interesting. Now, did you ever have to, like, speaking of, like, impoverishedness, did you ever have a kid that, like, some bad stuff was going on at home and they couldn't um, focus and learn, so you kind of had to sit with them after class and be like, so what's going on, Timmy, you know, and then go to CPS services? Um, I've only had to deal with those services myself uh, once when I was a student teacher, but I have students every year that, you know, no contact with this parent or – you know, there's there's bad stuff going on home, uh, going on at home, or that we either know specifically what it is, or we don't know specifically what it is. I've had kids that are probably homeless. I've had kids that are undocumented immigrants. I've had kids when I taught at a high school. I had a girl who was a freshman and had a kid. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the kids are coming to school with some really really serious baggage sometimes. And that makes them pretty hard to teach, I bet. Yeah, but you also I mean, if a kid's got to go home and and be a mom, or if a yeah. kid has to go home and not necessarily is not necessarily that they are a mom, but they have to rate, like take care of the younger kids, mm-hmm. you don't give that kid a zero for not doing their homework because they got to survive. Mm-hmm. And how? And, and, but if you don't know that, you don't know that, of course. That's true. You can always. That's tell. true. You can kind of tell sometimes. I yeah, but you can't step in too much because then the parents find out and then you're in trouble. They and... get mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it comes into a lot of you got to do what you can to make the kids understand that you you give a shit because sometimes you're the, you're, you're the only person that they know gives a shit. Mm. Now, nowadays it's a lot different than when we were kids, obviously. I mean, besides the fact that the internet exists, uh, there is like – it's more of like an outrage culture now, I'd say. Is it harder to, like, scold a kid and, like, tell their parents now than it used to be, you think? I don't know if I've been teaching long enough to compare it to what it used to be when we were kids, right? Yeah. But I can tell you that there's a lot of parents that I see what their kids are like in school, in my class, in other classes, in the hallway, in the cafeteria. Um, and then their parents say, Oh no, that's because of this something. There's always an excuse or always a reason with some, or an, uh, uh, an excuse or, or a reason for their behavior from some parents, and it doesn't do the kids any good. You know, I've had parents call me up and say, "Listen, this isn't about the grades, but my child should not have gotten an 89 on this." Like, it is because of grades. <laughs> you know, like you can't tell me it's not. You're not trying. You're not calling to get a grade change and then complain about a grade change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you find the administration has the teachers back or the parents back more? In my school, mm-hmm. um, they do a really genuinely good job of case by case seeing who's right That's and good. backing that person up. Yeah, they do a really good job. I've had situations where my principals backed me up, and I've had situations where my principal said, "You you made you made the wrong call, but let's let's fix it." Mm-hmm. And even in those cases, 
there hasn't been a punishment there hasn't been a problem it's let's let's make things right Hmm. interesting now i feel that uh there's too much homework (laughs) do you feel that i feel like there's so much that people are talking about homework i'm like oh my god go climb a tree or something go live your life do you feel that yeah a lot of people do complain about too much homework i've actually in the past couple years gone through a, a change in my own idea of homework mm-hmm. uh, and I've cut down the amount of homework I give a lot. Great. And at this point, the homework that I give is usually if we started something in class, finish it up tonight. Yeah. Or like that watch, said, the, watch the debates or whatever. Um, I, I'm not making them watch the debates cause I could barely get through them. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going to make a bunch of 12 year olds listen to, you know, <laughs> Buttigieg and Klobuchar argue each other about healthcare policy. How do you say Buttigieg? Yeah, exactly, Google? exactly. You know, they'll just come in. There's a guy whose name is Butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, and we're all thinking it. Um, standardized testing. I want to talk to you about that. I hate bit. it. Of course, that's the worst. I hate it as well. Uh, do you guys, you still do it, right? It's not. Yeah. And your school is reflected, like how much money you guys will get the following year, by based on scores. Is that correct or no? You know, I don't know the exact connection between scores and funding. Yeah. What I do know is that the the test results are public, so it really ends up becoming kind of a report card on the school district compared to other districts. So the taxpayers, when they see that the scores are down, but their taxes are up, their response is, where the hell is our tax money going? Yeah. So it ends up being a more of a tax issue than anything else. I think standardized tests, I think they do serve a purpose, but I don't think that they're a very good way to to really decide how students are, or to, to measure how students are doing. I was put in special ed classes my whole life because I'm just bad at standardized testing. I refused. I was so lazy. I refused to take them. Yeah. I was just like, I would just, because I was a slow reader. You know, I, I always was. And so I could never finish in time. So I just, I just marked C a bunch because yeah. I knew 30% of the time it was going to be C. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, every once in a while, I'll, when if I when I do give like a multiple choice quiz or something like that, every once in a while I will make like every question a C, yeah, or like every question an A, and you see the kids as they're taking the test, like really start to second guess their, themselves. They're like, "There's no fucking way this is. There's no way that every answer is A." That's crazy. So it's uh, it's my own little my own little entertainment. <laughs> What's your thoughts on uh, No Child Left Behind, that policy? I mean, I think it was a – I think the, the 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 administration's heart was in the right place with that. But again, tying funding with schools with, with test scores like – It's a nightmare. It's it's ridiculous. It, yeah. it really is just ridiculous. You, you're giving students this high-stakes test at 8 in the morning. I mean, shit, nobody's expected to, to perform – to that degree at eight in the morning and you're making 12 year olds do that and then tying the funding of their schools to their performance when they know it doesn't matter for their grades they have no inherent motivation to do it because they're children yeah. and yet their funding is tied to it it's it's silly 
It's weird. I remember growing up going to school, there were a lot of kids that like didn't know how to read, but teachers would keep passing them on because they were like, I don't want it to look bad on those test scores. I want to keep getting funding and whatnot. So they were graduating high school, like not knowing how to read. Just keep passing, passing, passing. Amber's from Louisiana. Just a heads up. <laughs> that still does happen. That still happens? <laughs> yeah, that, that does still happen. I mean, we do try to catch it. Um, and one of the we do try to catch it and we do try to, you know, get them. We have a reading specialist in the school. And, but unfortunately, you know, it, it does take place and it's become very hard to hold kids back. You know, even if a kid needs it, and I don't mean for behavioral issues, but if a student is just not doing well and has not reached the point where they should graduate to the next grade, it's really, really difficult um, to hold kids back. It does happen. But it is extremely rare. You're like 21 in seventh grade. Not quite, but I we did have a student who it took him six years to to get from sixth to ninth grade. He stayed wow. back and he repeated sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, wow. which means he was 16 by the time he got to be a freshman. What? That's crazy. Yeah, he could have a job. Yeah, like which I gotta say was like kind of impressive because he was. I had him at one point, and he was not unintelligent. He was a smart kid. He just did not give a shit. That sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds like I'm that kid. Also, uh, it wasn't just uh, uh, No Child Left Behind. Also, Obama's plan, Race to the Top, also uh, encouraged uh, linked funding to test scores. It did. I mean, Race to the Top and No Child Left Behind, they're not really that different. They're not really that different. It shouldn't no. be a race. It's not a race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm racing to get exactly. the hell out of here. It should be, you know, let's. Let's give districts the help they need to help the kids to the top. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So me, the three of us have been doing everything we can all day to learn about public schools because uh, we wanted to do this episode of public schools. But the subject is so huge. I mean, you could take any one of the subjects we've already talked about and devote, you know, hours to that one subject, you know. But uh, so we're trying to touch on everything, if you don't mind, is kind of just like an overview of, uh, of everything we could do. So if we're bouncing around a lot, I hope it's not, uh, yeah, too that's much fine. Don't you. worry about it. Um, metal detectors. Mm. How do you feel about that? I hated it. Anyways, you had them. I, there was one school I went to, where we had them and I felt like I was walking into prison. I didn't feel safe. Really? Well, I didn't like it. At in all. many ways it is school is a prison. It is a prison. It's the same prison food. You have to ask to go to the bathroom. Times yeah. are different now though. There's lots of, uh, there's lots of problems in schools. There's, it's dangerous. There's, there's shootings. Uh, you know, it's, a uh, it's in the news. Like, do you think, would you feel safer if your school had metal detectors than if it didn't? Uh, we do not have metal detectors in the school. Would I feel safer? <sighs> I feel safe in my school now. 
Yeah. So I don't think I would feel safer, but I'm not in a high crime district or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't work or, or I don't work in a town where there's where we do have there are gangs. We do have some sort of gang activity in, in the high school to a very minimal degree. But in the middle school, like I, I feel safe. So yeah. I think metal detectors in the middle school would simply reinforce this prison mentality and would do more uh, moral harm than good. You know, it's interesting because it's split. I've talked to like I said, I've talked to six people today and it is split down the middle on whether people want metal detectors or not. Yeah. And it is uh it is pretty is pretty interesting to see. Um I I have your point of view I, I tend to agree with. But then because it's a uh, uh, one of our friends Molly Neffel who works for on the uh, she called it uh, when you have metal detectors it it makes a school to prison pipeline. Uh and uh, to quote her it says a uh, <clears throat> is the name of the phenomenon where poor kids of color do stuff at uh at school have drugs get into fights and something and then uh things that other kids do and at the same rates at the same rate if not lower than uh white kids or rich kids but the kids of colors have more cops at their schools and so they get more consequences and are shipped from school right into a juvenile detention uh so it creates a school to prison pipeline Oh, I remember my like the very wealthy white uh, kids at the private school. They mm-hmm. had drugs. They had more drugs than we had. Oh yeah, that was always a big problem in Jersey. Yeah. 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 I mean, of course. I mean, you know, they got the, the money for the drugs. Yeah, but um, do you think that uh, do you think that's correct? Like it, it was uh, you know, stuff like do you find like if a kid brings a knife to school, like what's going to happen to him? He might have to open some peanut butter with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, we like I said, I don't. We we really don't have those those issues in my school or in my district. We, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. And I, and I don't live in, I'm sorry, I don't work in a super wealthy district or anything like that. I don't work in a district with, with no problems. Like I said, uh, a large percent of our students are on free and reduced lunch. The vast majority of my students are, are black and Hispanic. Yeah. So, you know, demographically, you know, we we have similar demographics to, to districts that do have these issues, but my school just happens not to. So I don't know what would happen if a, if a kid brought a knife to school. It'd be shit. That'd be in the news of the week. The biggest but, news that we had this year was a kid went into the bathroom, and took a shit in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which that... I gotta say. I respect the effort that that took. <laughs> At least it's in the garbage can. It could just be yeah. on the sidewalk, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I went to some bad schools with like bad infrastructure, and that really changes your brain. Like uh, when you're trying to learn. Every classroom had black mold. Oh, there was in one my school. Horrible. There was one that had like exposed wires on, on the ceiling and like drips. And like, how am I supposed to learn when I'm getting dripped on? <laughs> I was getting dripped on. Like, what's two plus two? I don't know. Calls the fix the drip. Is it hard to get stuff fixed around the school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my school is pretty old. My school was built in, like, 1934. Mm. So they've done a lot of, like, uh, upgrading over the years and stuff. But, I mean, my room's got horrible ventilation. My room's been tested for carbon dioxide, and it's definitely above what's what's allowed. Oh um, <laughs> and, their response, and the response that I got was, well, we can't fix it, so you need to open a window. <laughs> And open the door. I said, "Well, it's February. I'm really, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like it's February. I can't open the door. I can't open the window because the window's really it's it's hard to open, and it's cold. And I can't just open the door because I'm a loud person, and I'll just bother every other teacher. So I bought a plant and hope that works. <laughs> and you can't really speak out of. I guess amongst your colleagues, you can talk about it, but you can't like go online and tweet that because then you get. No. You know, Which right. brings up another thing, the school board. These are honestly people that have never taught, never really stepped inside of a classroom, unless uh. it's to evaluate the class. They don't know what they're doing, and yet they make all of the rules that teachers have to abide by. Mm. Kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Kill them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I certainly have opinions on the way the Board of Education works and what their uh, powers are. What it, what Would you ever join that? Would you ever stop being a teacher and move into uh... – being an administrator or even like uh, by county even um no no because <laughs> right now right now i mean if there's a problem if there is an issue that's beyond what i feel comfortable dealing with there are higher ups to to deal with that i don't want to be that higher up i don't want to be that person that deals with all the problems that other people feel uncomfortable dealing with yeah, you know I don't want to be a professional problem solver. I don't want to be management. I don't want to be middle management. Yeah. Oh God, no. You're a teacher. You teach. Yeah, I I want to I want to teach. You know, like, and like like I told one of my classes yesterday. I'm like, you guys are a complete pain in the butt, and you're really annoying, and I absolutely love you. Aww. And that's for me what it is what it's like teaching middle school. They're weird and they're obnoxious and they're not really human and they kind of smell, <laughs> but they're hilarious. <laughs> Oh, because they're 12, so they're all, like, farting and figuring it out. Yeah, awkward, it's an awkward age. They don't know what deodorant is. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It is a real – it is a really awkward age, and they do not know what deodorant is. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher pay. Are you guys getting paid enough? And uh, do Nev a, No. A lot of you Full have stop. second no. jobs, right? What was that? A lot of you have second jobs, right? Um, Not many of us have second jobs because we don't have the time. Yeah. A lot of teachers will do instead of second jobs, they will um, take online courses because the way teacher pay is set up in New Jersey, you get a pay raise every year to some degree, but you also get uh, a pay increase if you take additional college credits. So right now, um, if you get a master, if you had a master's degree and you've been teaching for 12 years, you get paid X amount of money. But if you have master's plus 15 credits or plus 30 or plus 45 credits, each one of those increments, you would increase in pay. So that's what a lot of people have done uh, to increase their pay. That's what I've done to increase pay. Um, I'm taking I've taken up, up to, I think, 45 additional credits just to get, you know, increased pay. Oh, wow. Um, but there's only so much you could do. Yeah. You, you know, know so and, much you can learn. and the taxes, I mean, the reality is my take home pay is less than half of my gross pay. Oh, man. Jesus. Yes. Oh, somebody pitched this to me. They were like, what if you, you and 10 other parents, so there's 10 parents, and you each pitch $10,000 each. And so you give one teacher $100,000 to teach these 10 kids. Is that legal? But that's a way to it's a private school. It's a private school. Just gets your own little private school going. Yeah. Would you do that if somebody was like, "Here's a hundred thousand dollars"? Give me a hundred thousand dollars to teach ten kids. Yeah. Oh, man, that is tempting. <laughs> <laughs> you better say uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to like. I'm thinking to myself. Part of me wants to say no, but I don't know why that part of me is talking right now. 
Yeah, give me give me a hundred thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I can only teach ten kids. Fuck, why not? Yeah, absolutely. I don't have to deal with the board of education. I just have to deal with 10. I don't know, actually. Now that I'm thinking about because all I'd be dealing with is 10 really rich parents. Yeah, and they're all – yeah, then you're the, their slave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have 10 parents as my boss. Oh, man, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. But it's 10000 each, so it's not like a wild amount of – I mean, that's more money than I have for sure, but I could raise $10,000 if I had a child and I cared about their education. You know, That's private school right there. What do teachers do to make extra money? I know you can like become like the head of your uh, you know department, or you can mm-hmm. you can strive to do stuff like that. You can become a wrestling coach or whatever. But all that's very yeah. There's, time there's a lot of like extracurricular things that you could do. Um, there's things as small as like you could chaperone detention. You know, I, okay. I, I chaperone detention duty and I get paid an extra like whatever. It's like a thirty-five dollars a day that I do that for the hour, which isn't bad. You know, I get paid. I have to stay an extra half hour of school and I get paid 35 bucks. I'll, you know, that does add up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, you chaperone trips. All that stuff is extra money because anytime you're there oh, after wow. school hours, you get paid um, and you $35 could, like, you could, to watch detention. Yeah. For you get paid $35 to sit with a hundred of the worst kids in school <laughs> for an hour. Well, here, here I'll give you a perfect example. I had detention duty this week on Monday. Yeah. It was me and one kid. Okay. And then Tuesday, no kids had detention, but I still did my duty, so I got paid for nothing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the days that it's crowded, it can be a pain in the butt. But I mean. It's what, I got to be there until 3.30 anyway, and detention lasts until 4. What did they it's do? an extra get... half hour. I can deal with anything for half an hour. Yeah. What did they do to get detention? It, it could vary. It could be they got in a fight. It could be they took a shit in a garbage can. It could be they were late to school too many times. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you do with a kid who's late to school like every day? It, it, essentially, it's the parents' fault, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and so you're punishing the kid when it's like truthfully the parents' fault. You know, I had a student, I had a conversation with a kid last week about this. I said to him, you know, how do you, how do you get to school? My mom drives me. Does your mom drive you because you take the bus and you miss it, or because like you walk to school and your mom and you just like ask your mom to drive you? He's like, no, I just ask my mom to drive you. I'm like, well, she, well, that choice that you're making of not wanting to walk to school is making you late every day, and now you got detention because of it. The go. next, and he hasn't been late since. So I don't know how long it's going to last. You are you know? changing lives. You helped him, man. You helped. I mean, I, I, I hope so. I mean, you, you try to teach kids a slight lessons about, you know, having a semblance of self reliance and and being responsible for their own decisions. You know, they're you you can't blame kids whose parents are working three jobs and the parents are oversleeping and they and the kids got to take care of their little brother and sister and that kid's going to be late. You can't do anything about that. But yeah. the kid who just doesn't feel like walking because it's uphill and it's cold out, I mean, screw him. deal with it, man. <laughs> Put, you have a jacket. Yeah. At least he's got a story to tell his grandkids someday. Yeah. I walked uphill. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> do you feel like, uh, I mean, I was a lazy kid in school, so – uh, for me to say that kids are lazier now than they used to be seems crazy, but what do you think? Um, I agree. I think that students are absolutely lazier than they used to be, and it's not their fault because they've now grown up where they don't – they've never had a, a need to figure things out or think. Yeah. 
because everything that they've ever wanted to know, they could just push a button and the answer is provided to them. So now I have students that if I ask them five questions and the last one involves them to actually like analyze something or think about something or put the pieces together, but it's not in the reading or it's not in the article or anything like that, they can't do it. What? Yeah. I'm literally in a, something that we went over today in class. The question, there's a, a part of the Constitution and it said, you know, the Senate by voting two thirds can expel one of their members of the Senate. So the question was, how many senators are needed to expel a member? The students already knew there's 100 members in the Senate, 100 times two thirds, it's 66 and three quarters. You can't have three quarters of a person, so the answer is 67. I got some right answers. I got some wrong answers. A lot of people put two-thirds. A lot of people put 66. Some people put 67. I had some kids say 12 and 15, <laughs> which is – and I said to them, like, I've never heard those wrong answers before. How do you get them? One kid, I went on Google. Well, <laughs> Google was wrong. Another girl said, oh, I just guessed. Man, so are kids, like, straight up, like, Googling the answers yeah. to tests on their phones? I mean, this was just like something that we've worked on in class and they had to finish up at home. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, and I asked her, I said, how long did you spend on that? She said, about 30 seconds. I'm like, well, th that that's your fault. Yeah. Wow. You know, and and I got upset and I said to him, like, you guys have gotten like you guys are lazy. You guys don't know how to think. And I, I also made sure I said to him, but it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not their fault that they're like this. But it is their job to fix because nobody else is going to fix it. And maybe that's just because they're 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The conspiracy you know, it's theory. really hard to be a 12-year-old that's motivated to do well in school just for the sake of education and doing well and self-betterment. I mean, your job when you're 12 is to do as little work as possible without getting in trouble with your parents. Aww. Yeah. Good teachers really do inspire you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I know. Now uh, I got a, I got a, an interesting question to to ask you. I got we got two more questions, then we'll then we'll call it a day if you don't mind. No problem. Um, the first the first one is about social media, and mm -hmm. it's different now than we were than we were kids. Social media didn't exist. Internet didn't exist. You know, uh, not to be talked too blunt about it, but you know, if you wanted to see a naked woman, you had to like steal a magazine from your father. You know, <laughs> right. And so right. like kids are learning a lot faster now than they used to about that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, do, what do you see? Do you notice that in class? Like, do you notice like kids like talk about like subjects that you would have never dreamt about talking about when you were 12? Um, no. Okay. Because Good. they like know they're class. in class. Yeah. They know they're, you know, now you overhear things in the hallway, you'll overhear things in the cafeteria. But the reality is like, when I was 12, I might not have known as much as they know. I certainly had not seen as much as they've seen or I'm presuming they've seen, but mm -hmm. I had the same conversations. They're just less explicit. We always talked about a girl with worms in her vagina. That was always the uh, <laughs> the lore. I'm sure um, she that's, loved that. I never had that conversation. No? I feel like that was every high school. No, that is a, that is a, that is a Louisiana specific. <laughs> <laughs> I like sitting in mud. <laughs> yeah, she got them crawdads in that hooch. All right, last thing. Brighter side of public schools. How? What would you say to convince someone if they said they were going to send their kid to private school or uh, or, home school. or homeschool? What would you say to convince them to send them to public school? 
why so basically why why are why do i think the public schools are better yeah. i think public schools are better because you're going to be able to send your child to a school with people of different colors of different religions of different beliefs and that is what the real world is like the real world is not private school the real world is public school and if your kid grows up going to private school thinking everybody's like that they're going to get to the real world one day and they're going to have a muslim boss or a, a, a black coworker or a jewish coworker, and they're not going to know have any experience in that and you don't want that first experience to be in a in a in an office environment you want them to be able to grow up and learn about these people and find out what other people are like and learn what diwali is from somebody who celebrates it yeah and you're not going to get that at catholic school oh man do you see a lot of kids with ashes on their head today not a single one i didn't see one person with ashes on their head today i saw one yeah crazy. the only person i saw was our secretary who was very very roman catholic italian Fair enough. It's full of hair. That's yeah. gonna be. That's you know. That's exactly who's going. Afraid of the computers. <laughs> Mr. Matzo, <laughs> thank you so much for taking some time out of your night and talking to us. And thank you so much for all the work that you do and taking care of these kids and making sure they learn about government and uh, helping them form some uh, choices on their own. It, it means the world to to me and anyone else who you know gives a damn. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you very much, though. All right, you be good. Take care of those kids. I absolutely will. So my conspiracy theory brain, I think the reason why we are in school for so long with so much homework and so much busy work and tests mm -hmm. is because it's training us to just sit down, shut up, don't think, do what your boss tells you, wear your gray pants to your office job. Oh, yeah. Don't think, just eat the eat the worms. Well, that's what STEM is. I learned a lot about STEM today, which I didn't know was a thing. And basically, I learned about it from our, our lovely friend, Molly Neville. Um, and STEM basically is the four core subjects is what most people care about. And that is... Um, astrology. Yeah. Astrology. <laughs> Crystals. 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 Uh, it is... Uh, English. Um, math. Here we go. Science. Science. Tech. Engineering. And math. Uh, instead of art. And which it makes sense, tech especially... You know, but then you're losing all kinds of art. Uh, you're losing physical education. Um, People I, need PE. There's yeah. so many health problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kids today are getting PE once, twice a week sometimes. No. I talked to a child today um, <laughs> also that is in public school. And I was asking them what their favorite subjects were. And it was adorable. But, uh, they're, but they are also saying that they one day they'll get PE. And the next day they'll get art. And the next day they'll get like theater or something so, so sad yeah and a lot of kids uh, like we're all theater kids the three yeah. of us but like a lot of kids the only time they ever hit the stage is like in the fourth grade play their whole life the only time they ever experience any kind of theater or art training is in fourth grade and that's a bizarre thing and i remember in my high school i took lots of drama and chorus and stuff like that but you were required to take only either art chorus or drama for one semester your entire four years mm. that was the only thing that was required and so i believe you are correct amber in the way you think because they are trying to hinder independent thought mm. and they're trying to stop that and I, I i agree with you completely that they're making us robots and and uh, but i think that a lot of teachers out there know that and oh, they're yeah. fighting for it and they're and they're helping these teachers i mean 
My mom York. certainly is. I mean, she's she's now retired, but I would sit down in our classes and she would give students individual attention and mm-hmm. would the kids that would like be outlandish in class usually yeah. a teacher would discipline them but she would say okay they just need attention yeah. so this one kid who just kept acting out in class she's like all right phil i was calling phil how about you get up here and do your best uh, cowboy walk do a cowboy walk for the class yeah mm-hmm. and he would like fake a weird cowboy walk and like just mm-hmm. give him like because he wants attention yeah. For a little bit of the class, and then he would sit down, and class would be fine. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was, like, really phenomenal. My mom's a really good teacher. That's awesome. What does she teach? Everything. She taught She taught me sex ed. I was in the class when she taught oh, it. Oh, that's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> so every, everyone could have a front seat to your, uh, <laughs> your birds and the bees. Did she teach you sex ed at home? Like, Did she ever talk about the birds and the bees before that? Yeah, she, well, she oh, would okay. just straight up tell me factually. She was like, I'm not telling you about the stork because... My mom was like that. My mom was a yeah. nurse. Me too. So yeah. Because yeah. you tell them these lies, and then they go have sex and get pregnant, and they're like, I didn't know. Yeah. There was... <laughs> There was one girl, I knew her, but she got my mom fired because she lied and said my mom went and took scissors and drew a penis on the board and was like, I'm going to cut the penis off, which she would never do that. Yeah. So this girl, she what was- What about the rest of the kids that were in the class? No, they didn't stick up for her? I don't think, I, I think the, the principal just asked that one girl. That's crazy. It's, that's, but he also yeah. hated my mother. Just looking for any reason. Yeah. 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 Well, she uh, needed a job, and then I think the the guy was like really sexist towards her. But and she couldn't, she didn't have tenure yet, so you kind of have to take it. That's crazy. It was. It's a really crazy world. It sucks. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. You have um, people in your family that were teachers, right, Eddie? Yes, a lot of people, yeah. Do they? you think that they had a positive experience through that? Or um, I think what you'll hear from every teacher is they do it for the kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very true of all teachers. They do it. They put up with all the crap because they really, at the end of the day, like being uh, helpful to kids. Um, but personally for me, um, just thinking about becoming a teacher gives me panic attacks mm. because uh, I've never seen a career where even teachers don't have other teachers' backs in most cases. It's oh, very... Yeah. It's it's very like, you know, um, I mean, I'm sure not all schools are like this, but from what I've heard from a lot of different people and what I've seen subbing at lots of different schools in L.A. and and all that, it seems like very rigid. Everyone's afraid to talk. Everyone's afraid to do this. Well, it's like a mafia. Like if you say something, you get fired. Yeah, it's very. So to me, that environment from what people have told me and that to me would deter me from ever going into that field. Mm -hmm. But um, I will say, though, that, uh, yeah. I would say if you ask most teachers, they'd probably 
you know, they do it for a long time if they can. Yeah, my mom helped start the American Federation of Teachers in the South. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And then teachers would find out about it when I moved around, and they hated me. Like I Really? They really, really hated me. I had a weird, I mean, not to delve into too much, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, someone I know growing up, uh, who I was related to as a teacher and there was a bunch of teachers in this school. I went to a horrible elementary school. It was just the worst. Like when I, when I changed schools in middle school, I, I, that's when I finally knew what a computer was. Like it was such a bizarre, uh, school. But anyway, the way they treated the teachers there, it was the, the administration was horrible. You know, they would harass kids of the teachers and it was, it was really bad. It was really shady. It was like the mafia. And like you were saying it, it's it's crazy yeah like the way it's nasty it's a very like if you if you lick the boots of the school board you might get a few of their crumbs oh yes so you turn in other teachers yes then there's always that one teacher there's always that teacher that eventually becomes snitch motherfucker yes and but anyway uh and the bottom line is teachers don't get paid enough for like you know it's the same yeah you they and we talked about a little bit with um mr matzah but uh, I was talking. I reached out to friends across the country. So what I so I wanted to I talk to a teacher in Florida. I talked to a parent in North Carolina. I talked to a teacher in New Jersey, a teacher in New York, and a teacher in uh, Washington State. And so, and I kind of got different ideas from everyone because, oddly enough, it's a state by state issue. And so every state has different rules for schools. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, these these teachers, I found that when to make extra money, they have to do extracurricular work. And they it's barely a, have time as it is. Yeah. My friend was a wrestling coach Whoa. and he said that he it would add 30 hours to his week and he would get paid four thousand uh, dollars a year uh, for that work. And that's insane. And it's not hourly. It's just like a bonus that you would get. And it was an, and it was impossible and they would have to stay late and there was no funding at all and so you're, he's out there raising money for uniforms for equipment uh and also there's no money to for busing and to take the kids home so he's personally driving kids home mm. uh god forbid one of those kids says something that you know is a lie is a lie that like you know mr so-and-so did this to me in the car or like you mm-hmm. know mrs you know, hit me, you know, or whatever. But like, and it's so it's like, it's all, you know, it's all so circumstantial that it's not even worth it to stick around and like be head of the chess club because you're working all these extra hours and you're getting nothing for it. And before you're you're getting like pennies on the hour before you're tenured, a lot of times you won't even get paid for that stuff. They'll just, Hey, like, why don't you, do you mind staying after for three hours and doing this and like because you're not tenured you're gonna say yeah like because you want to you you don't want them to fire you yeah. yeah so it's it's crazy how they work they work like that and know? a lot of these bigger schools like the ones that i went to uh they you know we graduating class of 700 and change and so uh like the football coach the football was real big in my school and so he would get bonuses because they a lot of people come to the games and it's a way to make money and stuff like that but other schools you know if your school sucks you know, there, there's nothing you could do. And there's, it's, 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 it's not beneficial to work harder or try harder as a teacher. You have to do it at the goodness of your own heart, mm-hmm. which is a crazy thing to, to say. And I know this is supposed to be a positive episode about uh, 
public schools, but I mean, there's like, uh, there was a way Chris Rock talked about cops that I always, uh, that I always thought was interesting. He always came from the approach that cops should be paid more because uh, you get what you pay for. Mm. And oh, yeah. you pay someone like shit, they're going to perform like shit. Yeah. You give someone, you make it a, a desired job that you got to like, you know, work really hard to get. Uh, and then, you know, guess what? They're going to try a lot harder. And, you know, and so, and, and I also, but I'm not saying the teachers should be rewarded by, you know, how many kids graduate. Because I think that's fucked up, too, because, you know. Well, also, a lot of the times, I think one of the biggest problems with school systems is parents that don't discipline their kids. Amen. Right. They just send them off to school to be disciplined. I'm like, this isn't the time. This oh, and if they do like, discipline their kid often at the school, you'll have the parent coming after the teacher. Yeah. Like back in the olden days, from what I've heard from anyone over 60. It's like, you know, the teachers and the parents, they trusted each other. There was like a trust. If I fucked you know? up in school, I get <laughs> hit. Yeah. Like there was that like now it's uh it's always the teacher's fault. And mm-hmm. uh and the parent and with this outrage culture that's going on right now, uh it, the kids never wrong and the parents, you know, are all entitled. And uh, we got spanked. The principal would put you on the intercom and you'd be spanked and you'd hear it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's, that's really old that's school. Yes. Yeah. And she had a paddle over her off over her desk Jeez. in the office. My Lord. <laughs> in Catholic school and private school was the only time I ever got hit. In first grade, I got hit for dropping my pencil box from uh, my handwriting teacher, Sister Dolores. Oh, who's, well, Cunt, and I'm sure she's <laughs> But the uh, <laughs> well, they're not getting laid. I mean, if you're not, yeah, they're laid, taking it out on somebody. You're gonna get mean. Yeah, I went to. Did you ever go to private school? <laughs> no. Did you ever go to private? School? Hell no. I went from pre-K to sixth grade, and then I went to public school after that. So I've experienced both. Both worlds. And I have to say, fuck private school. I went to Catholic school. I was taught by nuns. I. Uh, as a kid, I was, you know, I didn't realize it till I looked back on my life. I didn't believe it. None of it made any sense to me. I shouldn't have been there. You know, there was no reason for me to be there. And I paid drastically for it. And also, my parents went broke sending my ass there. And now, private school, a good private school in some of these shittier neighborhoods uh, are as expensive as college. You're spending Crazy. up to thirty thousand dollars. I talked to my friend in North Carolina. She's like, if I wanted to send her to private school, I'd be spending thirty thousand dollars a year what? to send my kid to private school. I will say though, where you send your kid to school can factor into how they. I mean, it really it's unfortunate, but yeah. you know, if I'm a parent and I have the money, I don't want my kid going to the elementary school I went to. You yeah. know, like I want them to go to. Those are bad schools where you're depressed. Yeah, because I if I stayed in that school system, I would have. Pro- I'd probably be like a meth addict right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, that absolutely. Is, that is one of the main problems with public schools. Yeah. Is that they're all not the same. Right. That uh, schools in richer neighborhoods uh, have more money uh, because we, we talked to Mr. Matza about this. Uh, they more taxes are coming in because it's based off of property taxes and the property's worth more money, and so they're getting more money coming in. Uh, there's more people donating to the school and stuff like that. And then the poorer neighborhoods, they have they get bad results on their testing. And so they'll get less money coming in from the government because you're rewarded for your testing. Mm-hmm. And so and not just that, they're not giving the donations that everyone else. And so and then the teachers are also getting paid less because of that. And so now you're not having good teachers go to shitty schools where they should be 
because a good teacher should be teaching kids who need it. Mm -hmm. They're going to the, the better schools. And so it is basically, I mean, I hate to say this, but I, to me, I, I've been disagreed with this on a lot today, by the way. Mm. But um, I think it is a form of like, uh, stomach racism. Oh yeah, totally. And it's just, I think. I mean, that, I went to a lot of poor white schools too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No question about it. It's like there's a and I, if it's not racism, it's classism. Classism. Yeah. Because it's if you if the this country will oh, we've talked about this a million times on the show. We hate the poor. We if you are poor, we are gonna kick the shit out of you and bleed you dry until you die. Mm. And and it starts off in school. New York City has the most uh, segregated school system in the country. That's Fun right. Fun fact. You know, I bet if you, if you got rid of all of those charter and private schools, like I know a, lo a lot of charter schools sometimes do good things for uh, low-income communities and stuff. It's not always, a, they're not always full of rich kids. But, um, you know, if you did away with them and a lot of those kids had to go to the inner city school, mm -hmm. the rich kids, I bet you you're going to see a lot of improvements in those schools. Like because they're now their kids going to that school, so now you know what I mean. It'll be a whole different story. See, my school was integrated. Uh, we yeah. took the kids from the shittier because Boca Raton is one of the richest cities in America, much probably the world. And the city next to us, Delray Beach, at the time was very poor. And so what we would do, and very, and also uh, Boca was white, and Delray was Hispanic and black. And so what we did was we took some of the people, we took some of the kids that were going to the shittier school there and we bust them into our school. So it sucked for them because they didn't like, they weren't going to school with their friends, but they all got a better education going to a better school and had more opportunity and stuff like that. And plus all of us got to meet kids of other races that come from different backgrounds that live different lives. And so it was really great for us, but that's Florida. A, a long time ago and I talked to Molly Neffel was a gator your teacher <laughs> we actually had them on campus sometimes <laughs> uh, but uh, she uh, Molly Neffel uh, is a is a teaching artist and she's worked in public schools for over 10 years in different schools all around New York City and I was asking about integrations and uh, integration and this was her uh, her quote I'm gonna say uh, public schools get a bad rap largely because they remain uh, extremely segregated so in NYC, for example, you have schools, you have school zones drawn uh, so that an entire housing project goes to one school that is 97% black, brown, and low income. And then across the street is a zone drawn for a new uh, expensive building and it's 90% white and not poor. But the most important thing about uh, understanding inequality in public schools is how segregated they are. NYC schools are the most segregated in the country. Now that's the most liberal, one of the most liberal cities in this fucking country, and they still have segregation. Chicago is incredibly segregated. Yeah, uh, these, these are giant liberal cities that are uh, that are shitting the bed on this. Which is crazy because I say I'm from Louisiana, and usually people are like, "Oh, it's racist down there." And sure, but also I went to school with everybody. Me too. Same, and we're yeah. just hanging out. And then I got to New York, and it was like looking around at the schools. I went to New York, and I was walking around. And there was these little kids in suits and skirts, children, and they're all white, and they're mm -hmm. lined up outside this building. And like, oh, that's to like prep to get into the school. And this school, like presidents went to this school. And, yeah. like, and I was just like, but there's no, it's like all white kids. It's weird because I, I, when I would uh, sub here, I'd, I'd work often at a school near my house, which was all Latino. Um, all Most of the kids were 
Spanish speaking. And then I also work at a very uh, rich uh, charter school in Studio City, which is where all the celebrity children go and like all the rich children, all white children. All they talk about is, you know, diversity in the school, but like they're all white. It's like the most bizarre, you know, it's the most bizarre scenario, you know, it's just so. What's that word called where it's you really do it, but you say other people do? Uh, Preaching, but not practicing. Practice what you preach. It's like like, uh, all these people do this. They're all nasty, but you really you're nasty. Prejudice? No, Uh, it's like you. Oh, man. If you're a listener, you know this word. It's um. brain. Poo-poo brain. Poo-poo brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that you are that you say other people yes. are. <laughs> oh. I don't know. But there's a lot of that in like uh, this like very liberal elite echelons. And they're just like the South is all like this. They're all nasty and racist. And like really every time I go to your house, it's <laughs> it's exactly yeah. like that. I mean, there's a great book about, I mean, if we have time, I would recommend it. Um, it's, a, it's a book called The Absolute True Diary of a Part-Time Indian. And it's about a boy from a, a reservation school that gets sent to a white school like a rich white school and it's so interesting and i recommend everybody read it because it really gives you an insight on how Man. the two different schools are kind of uh treat treated schools on reservations yeah i mean that's a whole nother fucking monster right it's, yeah it's so crazy yeah. but in like what the what little funding i mean they've got holes in their roofs you yeah. know it's this shit's that shit's crazy right Man. um but what is it called again it's called the absolute True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexi. Very good. Very good book. Yeah. I've read it many times. I don't have that kind of memory. You still a little trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm reading a sci-fi book right now, and I love science fiction written in the past because they're usually right about the future. Mm. This woman wrote this story about how um, people are going to eat meat that's grown in laboratories. It was written in like 1920 or something. Hey. And people at the time were like, this fucking idiot bitch. That's exactly <laughs> what we're doing now. What we're doing. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Oh, fun times. So let's um let's talk about a couple other subjects real quick because uh, we are going over time, and I think that we definitely have to talk about this. We didn't even touch charter schools. I feel like charter schools need to be their own episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's such a monster, and to be honest, I haven't even done nearly enough uh, research to talk about it. Um, but uh, the the metal detector thing. I I was talking about it with uh. Mr. Matza and I, I talked about what Molly felt about it. Uh, I go back and forth on it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I like I think that kids will sneak into school, whatever they're gonna sneak in. Mm-hmm. Personally, you know, I, you're gonna figure it out. They always do. Yeah. I know I did. Uh, but at the same time, in the what's going on these days with all these mass shootings and shit. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. But at the know. same time, if a kid's got a fucking AR-15, uh, a cop sitting in front of a metal detector ain't stopping it. He's not going to stop it. <laughs> right. No. And all it does is going to instill in all these kids that you're going into prison and yeah. everything is like watched and guarded and you don't have any personal freedom. And that's not the America that I want to live in. All right. But how about this? How about this? It's a it's a government building Ugh. and there is a metal detector to get in a courthouse. There's a metal detector to get into, you know, any anywhere downtown, you know, that's owned by the government. Why should a school be any different than that? That's a very good question. Well, I don't want the school to be owned by the government. I don't want the government. Well, public, that's what public school is. I know. Yeah. That's exactly what public school is. I know, and I hate Every it. Every child deserves an education. I just don't trust, especially in this administration. I don't trust some random jerk-off. Oh, my God. 
I got. To, I was talking to my buddy in Florida. You're gonna love this. Andy. All right. All right. So you know how um, Trump got rid of uh, Michelle Obama's like every kid eat, deserves to eat healthy. To eat some. No food. kids should have diabetes. No, yeah. Yes. No kids should have diabetes. Yeah. And so he like changed the lunches uh, to like get rid of fruits and vegetables and what? shit like that. Why would you and do it, that? it sounds insane, right? And he he said that because it is because of waste and all of this stuff. And I was, and it sounds crazy. It's insane. But I talked to my buddy who runs uh, lunch detention, and he was saying that he just watches all these kids throw away their vegetables that is every true. day. I, that is that is so true. Because I, well, I would sub in I would sub in elementary schools, and the kids. Let me tell you, they'd so always funny. throw out those vegetables. They throw them out. It's they just waste. Going straight in the trash. It literally goes straight into the garbage. <laughs> so I mean, like. You could fault them. I mean, it is their right to get them. Right. But I guess you shouldn't force them. If it's not in their home, then they're not going to enjoy it at at school. That's a great point. That's a great point. The first time I ever saw an avocado, I was 23 years old. And I tried to open it like an orange, like peel it like that. And somebody walked in on me and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> so the first funny. time and vegetables i thought they were all deep fried like we would have vegetable dinners but it was fried tomatoes fried okra right green beans with bacon like those are the vegetables everything's never... either fried or boiled oh in the god. south and it's good <laughs> oh good green beans with bacon mm, oh my god son like, of a bitch i got <laughs> half a pack of bacon i might make some green beans bacon you have green beans I go get some green beans. All right. I've been mm. eating too much meat lately because I made that etouffee too much. And now I have like half a pack of bacon also because mm. I used half a pack of bacon in the start. You were giving out sausages. Yes, I have some. I meant to bring them, but I forgot. What are you going to do? Do you want some, Eddie? Of course I want some. Okay. Uh, but I uh, there are pig sausage, right? Yeah, pig and rice. Who okay, did? good. Um, I have been uh, trying to uh, stay off the meat, as we've talked about on the show, and it is going well. That's oh, good. Oh, good. You look happy. I feel, actually, God damn it! I really wish it wasn't true, but I do feel better. You feel good. <laughs> I really wish. I was like, oh, it means nothing. I'm just wondering. <laughs> but I do, I do feel healthier and better. That's I went good. vegan for a month, and my sleep schedule changed beautifully. Yeah. Like, I was sleeping full on, no nightmares. You know how you get nightmares? Meat, when you meat nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meat, meat, meat nightmares. But you know, nightmares are like you know you're saving money. That's free horror movies. You're eating the animal. You you're know? getting the, you're getting the animal's nightmares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. And they, they're it's like, and I'm like, I'm like a cult fan for my nightmares. Oh, you yeah. know, because they're right at they're directed right towards what I'm scared of. You know, they'll be like a giant snake. Open its mouth, and my mother's in there, and she's like, Why don't you clean your room, Eddie? Your room's on your room's so dirty. <laughs> she's fucking stabbing the snake, and then you know, she's whipping out her tits. You know, that's a great nightmare. That's a great nightmare. And that's free. That's free. <laughs> <laughs> When my dad died, I dreamed that he came up, uh, he came back, and it was full of worms, and he was like, "You've forgotten about me." Yes, free. That is a free fear. Really? <laughs> I could have gone to ArcLight and paid nineteen dollars for that. Yeah. <laughs> Screening it right in my personal house. Oh my god! All right, guys. Um, all right, so we. I think we should end the show. Uh, there's so much we need to keep talking about. Homeschool, guys... oh I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I, in North Carolina, you can teach homeschool with a, a government ID, not even a driver's license. Uh, and, like, and so you can kind of teach the kids whatever you want. And they're all uh, 90. I got, from every teacher I talk to, it's like every time we get a kid that comes from homeschool, they are weird. 
Weird. <laughs> yeah. I know a guy that was homeschooled, and he said at 14, his mother was like, I don't feel like teaching anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he was at 14 years old when you should be running around and meeting people and doing school organizations. Yeah. He was just sitting on the couch all day. But there are instances where homeschool does work in a good way. I think the most important part of school is you get to meet people and know people yeah. and get to interact with people. And so if you want to do homeschool with your kid and you're smart enough to teach them, that's great. I support you. I kind of think I would do homeschool if I had kids, to well, be they, honest. They yeah. do have homeschool. I know I had a couple of friends that were homeschool, not the most normal people. But yeah. they did have little events, so like a homeschool prom and like a yeah. homeschool. That's great. So put yeah. them, just make them do little league or right. oh, Cub Scouts is over. But you know, like uh, you know, Some. something you know, like get them involved in the community, uh, just so like you're not the only person they know. And I'm sure your relationship is wonderful with them, but just let them. Uh, also, they need time away from their parents to go discover themselves. I yeah. mean, I guess if I was homeschooling my kids, my theoretical kids that have not been born. I don't know. Is it child abuse to be like, go play outside? No, that's a school of life. Yeah. Well, physical education is it's child abuse to not give it to them, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I mean, that's I mean, kids are fatter than they've ever been. Oh, my God. Go go run up a tree and like skin your knee and like learn skills on how to fix it. God damn. It's a really uh, it is a very different time. Um, so now we are on the brighter side of public schools. And I'll start by uh, reading uh, what Molly sent me. Uh, and that is a public. This is from Miss Wonderful Molly Neffel, and you get a second. Look, check out page seven. It's a great show on the LPN Network. Um, public schools are so important, and the way politicians talk about finding things now, it's almost impossible to um, funding things now. It's almost impossible to imagine creating them uh, if they didn't already exist. Free school for every child, regardless of income, sounds very controversial. Uh, but they are often talked about like they are, uh, like they are because of inequality, but really are the reflection of inequality. Public schools are the pillars of communities, gathering places, and they deserve to be well funded and integrated. But the brighter side is that they are free, and they have to uh, they have to serve absolutely everyone. That rules. No matter what, if you're disabled, what language you speak, uh, it is public schools mandate to educate you. And that is awesome and important. We should have more institutions like that, in her opinion. They should be invested and in and expanded. And frankly, I fucking agree with that. That's shit. Pretty Amen. Cool. Yeah. She said there should be a free PK, uh, pre-K uh, for three and four year olds in NYC. There is free PK, uh, pre-K for four year olds. And uh, uh, near near uh, universally approved for by families, it is uh, leading more kids to get glasses when they need them at a young age, and uh, that is uh, getting screened earlier, and that's great also. Uh, I love public school. I feel like for me, I went to Catholic school, and then I went to public school, and I came out of my shell. And Catholic school, I was looked down on because I was big. I was looked down on because I didn't read fast, and I was looked down on because. My family didn't have that much money, and I came from the next town over. I didn't come from Boca, mm-hmm. and so uh, when I moved uh, to and went to told my parents that I wasn't going to go to the school anymore, which is also one of the most badass moments of my life that I know I've talked about on the show. But I definitely told my parents. I gave them the ultimatum: you send me to public school, or I'll fail on purpose. And uh, <laughs> and they saw that I wasn't bluffing, and so they uh, they sent me to public school. And honestly, it changed my life. It taught me that I'm funny. It taught me that I know how to talk to people, that I like people of all races, 
of all like you know I'm, I wasn't just stuck in this one thing and that's what church is for you go to church to celebrate your religion I think school should be school and uh, that's my personal opinion uh, if you if you want to be religious I got no problem with that go be religious but do it at church don't do it at school uh, I shouldn't have had to do confession and get graded on it that's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. Graded you know? on your sins? Yes. And so, like, I found myself lying to the fucking priest just so I had something to confess because really? I didn't do anything bad that oh. week. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's, I think that uh, it helped me immensely. I started leading the pep rallies. Uh, I became very popular. I popped out of my shell. And yes, every kid's school is different. Every school's experience is different. But I really credit public school with, uh, Making me the person I am today. I might not have learned shit, but I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything. But I, um, I, I feel like it really like turned me into a, a good human being. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Same here. I mean, I was in the marching band, and I have so many wonderful memories of like going on trips. Um, it, it would be a million degrees in Louisiana heat, and we'd be rehearsing on the field which sounds insane and it sounds like child abuse but i loved every minute of it i loved having a purpose and learning an instrument and being good at it and like i was first chair and i like was proud of being first chair because i worked hard at it and i was like proud of marching and like Mm -hmm. you know where to put my feet where to stand in line it's very happy very fulfilled time yeah i i i i loved my my when i moved like when I moved schools, that really saved me. I th- and I had the best teachers in my high school and middle school. Uh, I had uh, Mrs. Tannenbaum, Mrs. Scharf, Mr. Apollo, my theater teacher, Miss Doherty, my film teacher, Mr. Nicholson. That's a nice. All these people school. just really. I got lucky. I was lucky to go to a school that valued the arts as much as it did the sports, um, and it really just all those teachers were so good, and I am so happy that I went to my public school. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's the brighter side of that's really sweet. personally that I always look back fondly at the great teachers I had. Yeah. The right kind of teacher can change your life. Yeah. And also the wrong kind of teacher. Yeah, man. Yeah. I see. It's so funny. I remember the shitty teachers names and I remember the, the great teachers names, but I don't remember the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been the brighter side. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are going to expand on this, uh, episode in the next couple months. Uh, so let us know if there's something in particular you want us to tackle involving public schools, private schools, homeschooling, whatever. If you know any experts, you know any superintendents, teachers, um, students uh, who are over 18 that would like to talk to us, I think that's fucking cool. And if you have a shout-out to a great teacher you had in the past, Tell give us a shout-out. Tell us about it. Give us a shout-out on the page. That's a phenomenal idea, Amber. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, of course. Um, this has been The Brighter Side. I'm Ed Larson. That's Amber Nelson. Eddie Ewing, as always. I'm at EddieTunes underscore on Twitter. EddieTunes on Instagram. Amber Smelson across the board. Eddie tweeting I with an I-E on Twitter. And Eddie Ewing with a Y on Instagram, uh, The Brighter Side LPN, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can uh, uh, mail us anything you want to send us at uh, the brighter side care of LPN PO Box 470 North Hollywood, California 91603. Send us those envelopes. I want to send you more stickers, baby. And if you think that the world deserves more brighter side stickers, then send me a bunch of stamps. Yeah. Uh, and I'll fucking send out more stickers for free. But uh, I, I spent a lot of money on this time, this round. Stamps are expensive. The stamps are fucking expensive. They make you buy the whole thing. They make you buy the whole you know? thing. And then Julie got mad at me because I used all the good stamps. So I had to go back out and buy new good. Now I got a bunch of stamps. 
stamps again, but I can't use the good stamps because then she'll get mad at me again. You know you can go to Walgreens and get them. I know, but I like the good ones. It's the same price. That's what I try to tell you. You want the Elvis stamps. Yeah. You know? Guys, I love you so much. Um, There's a band that I truly love. They're from North Carolina. They're called His Golden Messenger. And their most recent album, uh, Terms of Surrender, uh, the first track on there is called I Need a Teacher. And you download this song if you like it. Listen to it on Spotify or Napster or wherever you Apple Music, wherever you listen to it. Because uh, 10% of all the money they get from this song and, the, and this album is going to teachers in North Carolina to help them and support them and help them uh, uh, buy stuff for classes. And I just think that's really fucking cool. And they're already a good band before they did that. Aww. And so uh, check that out. It's called I Need a Teacher by Hiss Golden Messenger. Very cool country band. They chill. I saw them on my birthday with Julie and Henry and Natalie. And I loved it. And it was very peaceful. October 5th is my birthday. Uh, And uh, Scorpio? uh, No, Libra. Okay. Yeah, I don't don't know what that means. (laughs) But that is what I am. Uh, Classy Night Out is going to be the second Wednesday of every month. The next one is on 311. Come get it. Pop, 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 pop. Get it, get it, get it, get it. All mixed up. Don't know, know what, what to, to do. do. All right. Turn around. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Be good to yourselves. And uh, this has been the brighter side. Oh, uh, Spotify. We're on Spotify. Uh, download for free. Uh, listen for free. Uh, just fucking, it's free, man. All right. And you want to pay for the premium? You don't get commercials? Rock and roll, hoochie coo. Live your life. We love you. Be good to yourselves. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.